0: I am
1: now recording. Okay. I Have my tabs ready.
0: Go! Oh, thank, thank, goodness you have your research in line for uh, for a finally Kurt, Curtis Hansen. Finally a quality lucky film. You. Yes, lucky you.
1: Lucky fucking you, listener.
2: Okay, in Texas Hold'em. Each player gets two cards that no one else sees. One more heart, and you've got a flush. I'm out. I fold. The trick is not let like the other players know when you've got something good. Hence the expression, poker face. For $10,000. That? That. You said it's not work. You raise me with nothing? Sometimes nothing's enough. Good morning, gentlemen. Don't chase what you can't catch. Is he related to you? Why do you say that? Because your eyes went all quiet. He's my father. You might want to think about equipment because I got the best of it playing or not I'm not gonna be happy till you have nothing left Ooh. fun game she thinks i'm compulsive you got a backwards kid you play cards the way you should lead your life i could have played it safe that's not who i am and you lead your life the way you should play cards you think that the only person that matters is you Just let me? don't say it it's dangerous to be around you yeah, ask after and- be tough playing in the shadow of your father
1: welcome to the world series of poker
2: making a kind of history here you and me at the final table what goes around comes around i'm all in so here we are here we are
0: where did you Mike? where, where did you even hear about this i have never heard of this movie Well, where did you even hear about this? If
1: you pay, well, if you were present, which I think you are, because I do edit these things sometimes in our conversations, you will remember when I was denying to my ex-girlfriend that I had a thing for Deborah Messing Mm because I had not seen that many of her uh, feature films because I've never seen an an episode, single episode of Will and Grace. Um, I was scrolling through and of course you kept calling me out because I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen that. Uh I had not seen Lucky You and this is one of the ones that fits under the rotten tomato score which I think is quite bad. <laughs> it's 29%. 29. Woo. The other thing was it's by uh it's directed by Curtis Hanson, mm-hmm. who I've always felt is underrated.
0: I mean wildly underrated. LA, yes.
1: <clears throat> LA Confidential and then he got his box office nut with the 8 Mile mm-hmm. huge hit. Um I am also a fan of In Her Shoes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tall Blonde, Cameron Diaz, Tony Collette. Great. Uh, the Hand That Rocks the Cradle, I think I liked it when I was a kid, but uh, I don't know if that would be a ruin for I me. I wonder if, if I would that like would to... hold up.
0: Yeah, because I probably haven't seen that since I was a teenager.
1: Because like Rebecca De Mornay was an important figure in a young man's <laughs> life. Yes, yes. Understood. And I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's still the same. Um, but yeah, uh, Lucky You was his next to last... Uh, film. Uh, there was like a surf movie with Gerard Butler called Chasing Mavericks, which came out in 2012, which tracks because I had Movie Pass then. That was actually mm. probably like my first month of having Movie Pass back when you had to pay a reasonable amount for it. Uh, and um, I did swipe for that, but I did not enjoy it. <laughs> so here we are with Lucky You, which uh, sometimes. I back myself into a corner uh, with the very premise of the show. (laughs) And like a a feral cat, I will claw my (laughs) way back out of it. Because unlike with Mothman Prophecies, which started this, this Deborah Messing quest, uh, which is a bit unfair, because as you pointed out, when we had dinner last night, uh, she's in it for maybe less than 10 minutes. She's got like three scenes,
0: maybe? Like, very quick. The sister
1: to the romantic lead, which is, spoiler alert, pretty much totally unimportant to this basically father son addiction story yes. between Eric Bana and Robert Duvall. Uh, so I will say that Deborah Missing Deborah Messing wins in that I feel her part is not quite as thankless as Drew Barrymore's, even though Drew Barrymore's on the poster. Um I had never seen this, but it fit. I wanted to talk more messing. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was better than The Tree of Life. I would love to take that shot. (laughs) Not 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 quite, huh? Well, I'm not quite man enough to, to, to make that case. I'm quite lazy when it comes to this podcasting. I like to watch the movies sometimes, as long as it's not Lawrence of Arabia. I like to record on them sometimes when all the equipment works. My dog is quiet. And I definitely don't like to edit them. So I think I'm going to be punished for this one because this feels like... Hey, Rounders wasn't a box office success, but let's ignore its impact on the video market where people watched it over and over and over again. And let's try to do it with a new generation of movie stars that aren't really there yet. Eric Bana, Mm -hmm. who I guess at this time, I don't know, it feels a little late. Black Hawk Down was like 2001 so I don't know what he was doing. He was doing the Hulk movie, mm-hmm. but it's like he's at this time he was getting the push. I don't know if lucky you was the final.
0: Push yeah. That might've been the death knell
1: I, I don't <laughs> Stick to Australian films, Bonna. Get out of here. I, I don't remember him being the lead. I remember him being the other man in the Judd Apatow comedy with Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. Wow. He's the, he's the angry husband that shows up for the last 10 minutes in that epically long Apatow comedy. Uh, But this very much felt like an attempt to be more palatable
0: rounders. Yeah, it's a nicer, more romantic version of rounders.
1: But kind of more toxic. Yeah. Because rounders, the characters in that film are more up. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) They're more upfront about who they are to each other. Uh, Gretchen Maul, at the very least, gets to uh, wag her finger at Matt Damon (laughs) and say, I know what you're up to. and. Uh, you know, when I found you and picked you up, you were desperate and disgusting. And now you're driving a truck in the mornings. Like, you know, you got your shit together. You're you're at the finish line and now you're going back to the glitz and glamor, which is not that glitzy and not that glamorous in rounders. But here it's all the poker playing. It's primarily set in a casino. Uh, you have these little side hustles that, you know, you're out in Las Vegas. So they're on a golf course or doing these hijinks of him I don't even know what what is he trying to do in that sequence? He's trying to complete this course of of golf and he has to hit
0: a certain score, yeah, but he also had to like run and like buy it was like a whole triathlon he can't thing. be on a golf cart, yeah, or something. Yeah. The
1: highlights here, such as they are I like seeing Eric Bonna thrown. On uh, like the uh, what do you call those the chairs that are
0: laid out by the swimming oh, pool? Like yeah, the the lawn chairs, the, the like deck chairs. Yeah, yeah uh huh. I'd never <laughs> seen a man thrown while laying on <laughs> Still, one into an empty swimming that pool. That was new. That was new. Like <laughs> there are there are two high points to this movie. One of them is right, is th- Eric Bonda's hair. Not that one. No, not uh, aside from that. That was good. That was enjoyable. Okay, okay. so three. The other two to me are Eric Bonda's hair. Great hair. Fantastic Stick. hair. Thick, yeah, geez. lustrous, like just okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert Duvall talking shit uh, was really enjoyable to me. I could, I want to spend the movie with him. I think Elsie Cheever is, is should have been the main character of this movie. What really doesn't work is not only the romance, but God bless her, but Drew Barrymore. Like it's, Drew Barrymore has Whew. she has a cute thing that she was doing during this period of time, and they really dialed it up to twenty in this movie and that's like all she's there for is to be cute and then be upset when this obvious con man concert
2: how come you couldn't have helped me out a little helped you out yeah just a
0: couple of seconds
2: you mean cheated is that what you mean by moral support
0: I'm stuck 20,000 and I still got no entry fee
2: I don't lie cheat or steal for anything or anyone
0: all you had to do was give me a little edge (laughs)
2: Call it what you like, it's cheating It was two seconds
0: Anybody would have done that
2: I don't believe that
0: It's the way it is
2: You always have the hard answers, don't you? How do you live with yourself? You mean the easy answers, Billy No, I mean the hard ones I don't want to see you anymore Just stop this thing
0: Like, what are you doing?
2: Making a good fold.
0: I have a hard time, like, respecting that character because you're just like, what? you know what's going to happen here. You have to know. You can't possibly be this naive and have lived this long. So, like, I don't end up feeling sorry for her at all. I'm just like, yeah, well, that's what happens. So bad, or I guess, you know, miscast.
1: Because she's yeah. doing a Drew Barrymore thing. Yes. So they, they say, hey, Drew. You do you. Do your stupid. You yeah. Mm-hmm. it it'll, bit. Uh, it'll work. It doesn't work at all. Uh, I end up hating her yep. for, at the very least, if she could objectify uh, this Australian who um, failed in the <laughs> American film industry when he was trying to play American and then came back in Funny People as the rude Australian. Uh, if she could just objectify him as far as like, hmm. I'd like to have sex with them.
0: You know how far that goes with with the character's motivation. I I, I I get it. it. I get it. Oh, I forgot one other good thing. Um, But it also pinpoints everything that's wrong with this movie. Um, I love Michael Shannon, and I was rooting for him. Uh, And I don't think that is what they were going for in that particular sequence. I think you're supposed to think he's a jerk. And I'm like, this guy rules. I want to hang out with Michael Shannon, as always. So he is
1: playing... A muted version of the Philip Seymour Hoffman role from Heart Eight. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman shows up for one scene yep. in Heart Eight. It's great. As the <laughs> as the antagonist to Philip Baker Hall uh and just talk shit. Mm-hmm. I would say Shannon it's funny because there are elements of this where like rounders, obviously with someone like John Malkovich as Teddy KGB, like his mm-hmm. accent's all over the place. God it bless doesn't it. Doesn't even probably sound like something like from this planet. Yep. Um, but it is getting into the weeds of Texas Hold'em in particular and that poker lifestyle, which actually, you know, then it predates sort of the world's season of poker being mainstreamed uh-huh. in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they allow within a more realistic setting, broader characters, Edward Norton is worm, uh, here, like Eric Bana is just such a fucking stick in the mud. So boring. The, Jesus. Yeah, he's just he plays it so every bet I make, no matter how stupid it is, is noble as opposed to <laughs> being willing. Like and it almost feels like the film is scared to call him a degenerate fucking gambler. Right. Cuz he he he'll give you these long lectures about how it's all skill-based. And it's like, then how come you're borrowing money? Right. Why, are you, how, why are you taking money out of Drew Barrymore's purse constantly? Right. Why are you hawking your mother's wedding ring in the opening sequence if it's all skill-based? Right. Because you just take these wild shots, and it gets really tiresome seeing him need to do that. So mm-hmm. it's probably not a good sign, uh, Mr. Hanson, rest in peace, that I am rooting, and this is... After the fact, this is you know we're, both of you are coming, both of you and I are coming to this after Michael Shannon is Michael Shannon <laughs> as opposed to at that point character actor like who is that guy like I recognize him from something, uh, but I root for the antagonist mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. and he doesn't even really talk that much shit compared to like Rounders no no he he's not talking about <laughs> sticking sticking it in Eric Bana <laughs> he's not thrusting at the table another reason he, Rounders
0: I... is a better movie this <laughs> is. <it's... laughs>
1: He actually just seems kind of put off like we do about this like this just general sanctimonious aura uh-huh. that Eric Bonnet has when he sits down at the table that he looks at everyone else as you're a chucklehead and I'm not and the rest of the people there are like we we have more chips we have money. Right. like you know, we're, we're all here for the same reason. Like We're not coming here with a giant bruise on our face. And yeah, you've got great hair. I do love that Shayna has the buzz cut. Yeah. So it's like the whole like Luther yeah, like, Superman absolutely. thing. The opposites. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, that's it's a movie that seems afraid to have too much fun with it. And a lot of it is steeped in melodrama that is not revealed until the last couple of poker games between this father and son. And at that point, you're like, yeah, okay. Is that
0: is that I, is that ending believable to you? His like, you know, giving up his win for his dad's place in history. Does that? I don't know the purpose of it. I don't. I mean, the the per,
1: when you speak it, it's like, okay, I can see a movie that's based on that. Like, uh, you know, a league of their own does it sure. fairly effectively between two sisters. Uh, this here, I'm like, would that really matter? Like, would it seems like your dad. Thrives on the competitive nature right. of poker. And I feel like he would enjoy his son beating him in poker. That there would be a sense of pride, a, at least the way Duvall a, plays it. There's a whole
0: sequence earlier in the movie with Duvall talking to Drew Barrymore saying, like, well, if he wins, I need him to win straight up against me. I'm not giving him anything. And it's a perfect opportunity for that to happen. And then not only that, not only does he give it up, right? He you know throws the cards away like, and no one sees what it is. But then... His dad doesn't even win. Like, it's like it undercuts itself. And I I know what it's trying to do. It's trying to have like a little twist here where you weren't expecting that. But like, who cares? Why? Sometimes things can just end in a nice way. Like it can be a, it can be him lifting his father up because he's finally forgiven him because he knows why he's done the things that he's done. Right? The whole thing with the the wedding ring and, and all that. But instead it undercuts itself. Like, And you brought up Rounders earlier, which you kind of can't avoid with this movie because Rounders does everything that this movie does, but so much better. Um, There's a lot of sequences here because you have the, you know, the naive new girlfriend who knows nothing about poker and nothing about gambling. So you get to have your lead character explain everything to her. Um, And it doesn't work here, but there's a lot of explanation scenes in Rounders that are exciting and work. And I, I mean, not to shit all over Eric Bana, but maybe just because Matt Damon has a little more, you know, he's someone you want to pay attention to. Eric Bana has everything you should want from a star, but minus the charisma. He just doesn't have it. He doesn't have it.
1: Well, I'll have you know that uh, on the Wikipedia tab here, I, know, I would never know this otherwise... Uh, except maybe our mutual friend Andrew. He would know. Uh, from Whatever program, you're about to say, you,
0: he would know about Eric Bana. <laughs>
1: Eric Bana, f- for this film, was nominated for the Australian <laughs> Film Institute International Award for Best Actor, which says all you need to know about yeah. Australian Can't film criticism. Can't trust them. Can't <laughs> trust them. Because
0: he's so bad here. Like, it's not an enjoyable performance. Like, you can tell Duvall is having a great time. Like, he is having a blast in this movie. Um, and especially the sequences where they're, like... When he's first introduced, right, they're all at the table, all his kind of old buddies along, and his son there, too. Like, he is just, like, in his element, man, and he's having a really good time. And I want to watch that movie. I want to watch the movie that's fun. I don't want to watch this, like, dour, I'm a degenerate, but not really, I'm I'm actually honorable because of the choices I'm making. Bullshit. No one cares. Like, this should be fun, and it's not.
1: Well, part of it is uh it's the mood. It's the vibe. Um you're you're laying a lot of it against, you know, the uh one of the four best from two thousand seven that Australian cinema had to offer as far as being in an international play. Uh lost to Dominic Purcell for Prism Break, which is a
0: show. Hmm. They just nominate anything over there in Australia.
1: I think it's like if you're an Australian dude and you were in like a American production of something because he was up against that. Uh, the guy from Nip Tuck and then Hugh Jackman for the Prestige were the four nominees for that, that year. This was an award, by the way, that they gave out from 2005 to 2010, then they stopped. <laughs> we're done now. Mike, can we. And Russell Crowe won it twice. That <laughs> <way>. <laughs> we're going to retire the
0: award. Here's what I find most interesting about this movie this movie is written by a man named Eric Roth. Um, I want you to listen yes. to the top four. It's a big, yeah, so, big time. So the the drawing. top four known for here, Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> well, that that tracks right yep. there, those two. Yep. <laughs> um, a Star is Born from 2018, okay. and The Insider, the Michael Mann movie. Whoa. So heavy hitter. What happened with this movie? Because this is legitimately poorly written. This is a badly written movie. Like, you doesn't matter who you cast in this movie. This is not going to be good like Ooh. and he also
1: wrote the upcoming uh Dune I guess Apple TV Plus uh original uh, Scorsese's Killers of the Flower mm. Moon Oh so, yeah and also yeah.
0: the upcoming Dune um so he's getting he's getting a lot of High-profile work. At the, look at where the dork on this show went. That's so right.
1: I, I just tried to go right past that, and I'm like, yeah. No, hey, let's yeah. talk
0: about it, Fine. Mike. Yeah,
1: Space Worms. I saw it in Beetlejuice. <laughs> I get Space Worms. It.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> but am I wrong here? Am I out of line that this is, like, a poorly re- – like, if you recast it – like, Dreamcast this, and is this any better than what you're okay, Well, okay. I'm,
1: I'm trying to – like uh, – you know, it seems like a movie that – the studio, whom I don't know who put this out, but it did release the same weekend as Spider-Man 3, which knows it's being, you know, whatever studio it was, it's like, sacrifice it. Get it off our books. Uh, it did debut to $2.7 million in ticket sales, which at that time, Dave, in 2007, was the lowest opening week, I guess, for a wide release since 1982. So this is like an all-time colossal bust I'm presenting to you. Mm. I do, I could see a version of Rounders that doesn't play at all, where mm-hmm. they do get scared. That's like, okay, bring in more Gretchen Mall, which, you know, unfortunately, uh, if I'm trying to make the case to justify lucky you, bring in more Gretchen Mall doesn't really hurt Rounders. Like, no. bring in more Drew Barrymore, at least the way the characters are written, uh, because Gretchen Mall is combative. And Drew Barrymore, she she's like a mothering character that's like, she's trying to reunite this father and son that don't get along uh, she doesn't want him to be a degenerate gambler, but she encourages him as he's racing around this golf course and stopping the. And the only lesson that is learned is that she would not cheat uh, the game. She won't give him the two seconds. I don't that cheat. He can win I the don't hat.
0: lie. Oh God, we
1: don't. I think the movie is really hanging its hat on Drew Barrymore's goodness, yep. and it becomes really annoying. Actually, both characters are really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, just give me the guy that's doing a sleepover in the men's restroom which is disgusting mainly because he's eating and they're having his yes. own his meals but you know the weird guy that's making side bets on everything but the point I was making with rounders is maybe if you don't have the confidence in that film there's a version where they, they do cut it up they they get, get us away from the table and have the character explain what he does at the table more when instead you could just have him play fucking cards just have him and the other thing that you know if you're looking at both of them as a as sports movie like which i think rounders fits in that subgenre oh, yeah. as a sports movie uh you know you have the final match yeah, exactly. and you have that here but i noticed this time around cuz i've seen rounders probably over 100 times <laughs> um this film is not interested in the ebb and flow of the the, the battles on on the felt with the the poker players no. the only time you're ever seeing a hand is when someone's about to be put out it's like, okay, and now... It's like an episode of Survivor. It's like, and now who are we voting off <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Whereas in Rounders, there is a give and take. Yeah. You see as the as build, you see the... Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Why did Matt Damon You know, go all in? You see how he had that confidence, even if... I think, I'm pretty sure at the time I watched Rounders as a teenager, I didn't know what the fuck Texas Hold'em was. Mm-hmm. That was probably my first experiences with that, and maybe I didn't have a full understanding of how to play the game. Couldn't sit down at a table just from watching Rounders. I knew enough within the confines of that movie to know when things were looking good or bad right you know i could i could feel the sort of rhythm of it Mm -hmm. the way it was cut the way it Mm -hmm. was directed (laughs) lucky you it's just such a it feels like such a play for uh you know back in the day if like a a movie star saw like a foreign language film or a, a big shot director and they're like Give me the rights to it, and we'll do an English-language version with big stars, big casts. We'll have a huge budget, and we'll make this palatable to uh, domestic audiences. (laughs) Except they don't have big stars here. They don't really... It doesn't look glamorous. Rounder still is a better-looking movie. It just feels like the big brother that just comes in and... uh, just does a shit job. Like whatever, like garage band he has at the talent show, he thinks he's doing an awesome version of, <laughs> you know, some free bird. And instead it's just kind of cringy and embarrassing, which brings me to the second thing I liked about the movie, other than Deborah messing, of course. And, you know, Michael Shannon buskett. So that's, you know, I could probably get to three or four things, but they're all trollish, right? Ultimately, this is a troll job with you where I'm like, I just sent Dave blindly lucky. You is my next selection. And you said, the Eric Bonham joint? And I'm like, yes, that one. And to think that you, in the same week, you present Tree of Life to me. And I'm like, <laughs> this is shit. I can find something better. I can find a thousand one movies easily that are better. Lucky you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. not that one. Okay. All right, okay. on to the okay. next. Okay, <laughs> that was a misfire. That's, that's, okay, next time we'll find one better.
0: Yeah, I... This movie it really lost me like maybe within the first 20 minutes and it never, and it never came back. Mm-hmm. And I think where it lost me is he's, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to flirt with this girl and he's into her and says like, you know, we should go out and celebrate because you just got your first job as a singer and then proceeds to drag her around this, this casino uh, until she has to leave uh, into her next thing. And she goes back and hangs out with him again No, Mm -hmm. like, somebody says, like, hey, let's go celebrate, and then you sit next to him and learn the ins and outs of Texas Hold'em for, like, four hours? and fuck this guy. Like, I have no interest in this. This is not my passion. This is—she doesn't drag him around to all the famous nightclubs in Vegas and and show him, like, oh, this is is where Etta James performed, and this is where—there's none of that. So it's like, what—other than, like you said, other than this guy is hot and I want to fuck him, that would be the only thing that would save this movie is if they made her focused on him sexually. But she's really not. There's all this nonsense about the one and blah, 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 and looking up at the stars together. And that stuff works in a movie if you have two characters that you're rooting for. But you have zero characters in that duo that you're rooting for here. So it loses you so quickly. And honestly, not to, like, be on your side uh, in a movie, which I am loathe to do, uh, mm. but the only one who gets it is Deborah Messing. She's the only smart person in this movie. Absolutely. She's like, no, no, both of you dummies (laughs) just separate. She knows her sister and she knows this guy. And I just picture her like, you know, a hand on each of their heads. Like, nope, nope. You guys should not hang out. I know better. And what it tells you is like, you know, we'd we'd all be better off in movie land if we listened to Deborah Messing a little bit more. Um, And that's where we are with uh, Lucky You.
1: I am really struggling with which reviewer to shout out here because a lot of them did some uh, version of you got to know when to fault them um, with their splat, which I don't know. have (laughs) have some self-awareness that you are now just as awful as the thing that you're trying to make fun of. So I'll go with this one from Joshua Rothkopf. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Time time out. Time out. Uh uh (laughs) Pretty simple splat from May ten. 2007 so this was fresh from the screening um feels like showgirls without the tits or dancing
0: oh
2: jesus wow (laughs) the
1: claws are out joshua i don't even know if that's really accurate because showgirls you know you and i it is a lot more fun. I mean, for two of the reasons that he cites in that very brief, <laughs> brief review, he <laughs> but... could have just said Gina
0: Gershon. I mean, that's that's the reason to watch that. Yes,
1: movie. it's you know, it's far more you know, it's far more catty. It's far more aggressive, and um, sure, have a version of this for Michael Shannon. Is the Gina Gershon part? It just keeps. Popping up, and it's like a. <laughs> you just solved really this movie, absurd... right? You just solved it. That's it. <laughs> a really absurd Seinfeld episode where it's like you know it's just uh, this fucking straight again. man. Like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that that's probably a little bit misleading because I I think that's in some ways paying a high compliment to this movie, and I'm not even a showgirl guy. Cause I keep pimping a podcast directed by. The show we did prior to this one, uh, which, you know, you should check out that feed. Uh Make sure you resubscribe. We have some new episodes uh <laughs> that Dave and I need to <laughs> get around to recording. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, it's not you but, and me
1: uh, that
0: need to get around to it. We have a well, guest. okay,
1: no more guests. How about that? Okay. We, we probably Welcome. just don't need to go with guests. <laughs> um, but we did an episode. We did a month on Paul Verhoeven, and I sort of took the internet to task uh, for uh, elevating showgirls to this uh, cult status. And this is something I rarely do Dave mm-hmm. having now watched and spent good money on Lucky You I apologize internet sometimes <laughs> you got this sometimes one right. I know not of what I speak and Lucky You and uh Curtis Hansen who I really wanted to come on and say here's an underseen gem uh, I don't know. Now I'm afraid I probably won't watch The Hand That Rocks Cradle game. Yeah. I don't know if I can. can I, I don't think I want to. Can
0: I read you uh, a review, a positive review of Lucky You that just tickles me? Uh, I, I thought I just did, but go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> well, that is much more positive. But this, keep in mind that this is a fresh, this is not a splat. Okay. This is from Ethan Alter, and it just says "NYC Film Critic." I don't know if that's the name, or they're just telling you that that's what he is. I don't know, but it says it's a shame that Barrymore scenes are such a washout because the rest of the film is perfectly fine. That's the positive review. <laughs> it's perfectly fine, totally disposable
1: nonsense, but fine. Give give uh, NYC Critic a podcast. I, I would I would subscribe to that if every week. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. okay. It's good. I guess
0: good enough. It, I clicked and it's nycfilmcritic.com. So I think that's just like his personal oh, website. So it's
1: not like ifs uh You've Got Mail, AOL. AOL <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, NYC, here's my address, yeah. which, you know, seems horrible. Now. Yeah, bad uh, well, bad or, call. Was, that's, yeah. That was Tom Hanks that did yeah, that, Yeah, right? because no, she was shop girl, like Ryan, right? Right. Yeah, she had some sense. You should know, you know this. Maybe. This is
0: your favorite movie of all time. Why am I filling in the blanks for you? <laughs> Cuz your your brain's been infected. It in has. <laughs> I have spent too much time with Michael Denniston. That is 100% oh, true. Yeah.
1: Maybe I need to uh to you know program us a nice lovely rom-com. I did see in The Lucky
0: You. Start, I think you uh, what, tried flats. to. You
1: tried to. Well, they they did some of them were saying this, you know, Drew Barrymore rom-com doesn't work and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, were people was it marketed in such a way? I I didn't even Feel like it sniffed being a rom com. Like it never convinced me at all. No. Other than the fact there's a romantic interest of some sort in this. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. Give me a rom com.
0: We both like them. Let's let's have some fun on this. I show. have enduring love with Daniel Craig coming up. Nope. Okay. Uh All right. I'll trust you one more time. Uh, this is probably a mistake. It's so funny and so romantic. I don't believe you.
2: <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> I can see the look on your face. I do not believe
0: that for one second. The shifty eyes. Yeah, look at you sticks, like Mike. Good job. Lucky you. What a what a piece of crap that you made me watch. Did you rent it? Did I, you buy I, it? How'd I you... rented it. I spent money on this, which I regret. So you spent, like, I think a dollar less than I did. You know, I, I, I almost bought it because I was like, well, it's like $3 to rent, it's like four fifty <laughs> to buy, and now I'm glad that it's not infecting my hard drive space. <laughs> yeah,
1: such little faith that you're like,
0: I'll save that. And I was right! The, I was right! <laughs>
1: that Put those six quarters <laughs> right back in my pocket. <laughs> save them for a rainy day. <laughs>
0: Look, uh, what is it? Pennies, nickels, and dimes—just uh, like the movie. You gotta, you gotta save those. That's <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, we got enough of this. Uh, we'll be back.
1: Um, I don't know what's so with... uh, I, what I have. What I have next on the list is a selection that I made for you, but you didn't argue with it. Uh, the Godfather Part 2. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think There's it, some gambling. I think, yeah,
0: we got I think it'll be a connected. little bit better than this. I'm going to I'm going to call my shot right now. Better than the like while you.
1: Since I've seen it, I have no idea. And I'll even say
0: better than the tree of life as well. So I'm calling my well, shot here. A, a fucking course. Yes. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> All of my emotions go to go you. If You don't like where this is going. Look away. Look away. You're not in my way.
0: so ready to be like better than the tree of life you were like hyped ready no no
1: no it is not i have my limits to yeah i even i won't lie that
0: deeply like i just can't bring myself to do it oh